LifeSpring 212, 10 years. Welcome. Well, hi, everybody. It's Adam Curry, and you're about to witness the LifeSpring podcast. Hi, this is Leo Laporte, and I can't believe it's been an amazing one year. No, no, no. Steve and LifeSpring Radio. Congratulations and happy anniversary. 10 years. Hi, this is James Cooper from Minehead in Somerset in the UK saying happy birthday to the LifeSpring podcast. <laughs> I'm back. It's 10 years. I cannot believe it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've taken some time off. Uh, yeah, it's too much time. But uh, here I am. I thought, my goodness gracious, November 13th, 2004, the LifeSpring podcast made its debut, and it sounded just a little bit like this. Hitting you between the years with the message of hope. Hello, and welcome to Calvary Temple Assembly of God in Riverside, California. We want to tell you about the one who loves you unconditionally and who gave his life for you, Jesus Christ. Here you'll find music, conversations, and reasons to believe. I'm your host, Steve Webb. What an exciting new medium this is, the phenomenon of podcasting. Oh, what an exciting beginning, huh? Yeah, I used to go into the uh, the church sanctuary and use the recording equipment at, at my church. Uh, at the time, it was called Calvary Temple. Later on, uh, we changed the name to LifeSpring Assembly of God after the beginning of the uh, LifeSpring podcast. Uh, this podcast had been around for several years before uh, the church changed its name to that. But Pastor Bennett, my pastor at the time, uh, allowed me to do that, and that was the beginning. It was the very first Christian podcast, uh, not based on repurposed church sermons. Uh, I've told the story many times over the years on how God called me to do this and how we were the first one, so I won't do that here, but uh, that was the beginning. It wasn't long after that that I sent in a clip to Adam Curry. He had the uh, very first podcast. Um, of course, that's an arguable point, and people have argued that point for years, but let's say he had the very first really big podcast. It was called The Daily Source Code, and uh, podcasters used to send audio into him that he would play to promo their shows, and he had a lot of other things that really made it kind of a, a fun show to listen to. But I sent in my clip, and this is what it sounded like. Hitting you right between the ears with the message of hope, love, and good news, this is LifeSpring, and I'm Steve Webb, your host. Here at LifeSpring, we want to tell you about the one who loves you unconditionally and who gave his life for you, Jesus Christ. Here you'll find music, conversation, and reasons to believe. Our website is caltem1.org slash podcast dot htm. Hey, Adam. Thanks for this brand new avenue of communication we all call podcasting. Yeah, man. And thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> thanks, everybody. The Lord says, everybody, give me a boy. Oh, man, perfect. I'm telling you, I love religious podcasters, broadcasters of all sorts. I, I get a kick out of it. And sometimes I actually get a real positive boost. You know, I love people who are just positive and up and have got energy. Uh, it works. It really does work. And then, let me just do that again. Everybody, can you give me a Boeing? Hold on. Here we go. Everybody for listening. I'm out of here. Everybody. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> 
So we got a lot of a uh, lot of play out of that, and uh, oh my goodness, we had so much fun back then. Golly, I've talked to so many different people on the show. Now listen, uh, today is the 10th anniversary show. We're going to do a little bit of retrospective, but I'm also going to talk about something new that, uh, or something current, I sh- guess I should say. So it's not going to be all, you know, looking back saying, uh, you know, hey, let's all gaze at our navel. This is going to be a show that is going to bring you some new information, some new thoughts, I hope, and, uh, you know, maybe some new hope for you. But still, while we're in the retrospective mood here, uh, let's talk about some of the fun things that we did on the old Life Spring show. We had some great interviews. We talked to people. Uh, well, one of the very first interviews I did was with the mafia boss, Michael Franzese. I guess I should say former mafia boss. I remember going out to Santa Monica and we met at a coffee shop. He didn't even... <laughs> want me to see his house, I guess. But we met at this coffee shop outdoors. If you listen to the show, you remember that uh, uh, at one point the lawnmowers came by with their, you know, their their lawnmowers and the weed eaters and the the uh, the blowers and everything. It just made for terrible audio. Today, these days, they would never do that. But back then, and podcasting was new and it was raw, and we kind of looked at it like, hey, you know, we've got this thing going, and we don't have to worry about no stinking sound quality. <laughs> now, being a professional voiceover artist, that's all I think about is the sound quality. But well, not all, but to me, it's very important. And it is now in podcasting overall. But back then, you know, it was kind of a free-for-all. But we talked to Michael Franzese in it. Let's see, that was a show uh, 36 and 37. So, you know, we went to into the show by about six months, seven months at that time. Um, but, uh, wow, that was a great show. Actually, it was uh, two episodes, uh, two shows to do that one. Uh, we've talked to one of the... Uh, Biggest music stars in podcasting uh, that really hit it big, uh, again, because of exposure on the Adam Curry uh, show, Daily Source Code, was Adrena Thorpe. And uh, at one point, I um, found out that she lived not far from me. I live in Riverside, California. She lived at the time in Redlands. And I found her email address, and I sent her an email, asked if she would uh, want to be on the show. And she came over to the house, and we recorded in my dining room and set up my recording gear out there, and we did a great interview there. I don't remember which uh, episode that was. Um, As I've been looking through my files and looking on my website, the first uh, about 40 or so shows seem to be missing. They're gone. Uh, Over the years, I've had to move web hosts uh, three or four times, so some things have been lost. Um, I've got some backup discs, some CDs and DVDs here that uh, I'm going to look through and see if I can find them, but that particular interview with Adrena is gone. But then I also interviewed Adrena again, episodes number uh, 210 and 211. So anyway, Adrena Thorpe is, uh, she's just got the voice of an angel and uh, I I just love her and I had a great time talking to her. Uh, Talked to my sister-in-law, Ellie Collins, about her life story. She grew up in uh, Honduras, fell into, uh, didn't fall into it. She was forced into prostitution. She now lives here. Uh, She's married to my brother-in-law, Randy. They've got a great ministry. 
She's very much involved now into uh, uh, fighting human trafficking. And uh, that's a cause that, uh, you know, if that resonates with you, uh, it's, it's an important topic today. Pornography, as it turns out, many of the quote-unquote porn stars are their slaves. It's a horrible situation. So anyway, we talked to Ellie uh, about her book. She wrote a book about her life story, and those were episodes number 204, 5, and 6. Talk to Robert J. Morgan, the author who wrote the books, um, Then Sings My Soul. Those are the books that I got a lot of my material out of for the uh, Life Spring Hymn Stories podcasts. Talk to Stephen and Mariana Boddy from the uh, the fifth quarter movie. Uh, their son was killed in a tragic automobile accident, and uh, a movie was made out of it called The Fifth Quarter, and I did a phone interview with them. Um, great people, just amazing, amazing story. I've talked to Brian Duncan, my friend, three or four times on the show, uh, well, at least three or four times. Uh, he lives uh, not too far from me even now, and we reconnected in, I think it was 2000. What was it, five or so? So we've talked to him several times. I, I even did a few podcasts with him. We did a, a show called um, Life Out of Step. That show's no longer in production, as most of the LifeSpring shows are, are not right now. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but uh, fun guy. Uh, I've done some, some other projects with him. I uh, produced his audio book, Hogwash. And uh, so there's that. Uh, talking about uh, music pioneers, of which Brian is one, I've talked to Phil Keggy. I talked to Chuck Gerard on show number 180. I think that was, um, was that the five-year anniversary? I don't remember, but talked to him. Uh, he goes way back in music. Talked to David Phelps, the great, great singer. He, at, the, at one time, was a singer with uh, the Gaither Vocal Band. Uh, talked to uh, Susan Gray, who was a, uh, a minister's wife, a youth minister, but she put out a great album. I've talked to so many great independent artists. Jeremy Yoder is one of them. Jimmy Bratcher, oh my goodness, one of my favorite artists that I've discovered through podcasting. Jimmy plays Christian blues. Now that sounds like an oxymoron, right? Christian blues, but oh my goodness, what an artist. And uh, so yeah, we interviewed him a couple of times, interviewed him on uh, show number 55, and I I also did another interview. I had him over to the house. He lives in Kansas City, but at one time he made a, a tour out here to the Southern California area, and the lovely lady Leanne, my wife and I, invited him over to the house, and we uh, had to give him some of our great tacos. Uh, Leanne's uh, maiden name is Collins, and the Collins make the best tacos in the world. And so we invited uh, Jimmy Bratch over for some Collins tacos, and he enjoyed that. But while I was here, he told me a story about uh, traveling down to the New Orleans area. And uh, not going to go into that here. I, I would play it, but I couldn't find that interview. Very frustrating. Another musician, John Schlitt from Petra. We talked to him. Michelle Gold. Uh, Michelle Gold is a uh, Christian Jew. One of my favorite interviews, we talked to Rosie Greer, who was the great football player back in the 60s for the L.A. Rams. That was, uh, I, I think that was uh, two episodes as well. Let me see here. Rosie Greer, where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? I'm just looking at it on my list. Yeah, that was episodes number 117 and 118. Let's see. Who else did we talk to? Oh, kind of a sad time was when uh, Kevin Thompson of the Sweet Comfort Band passed away at an early age. He was uh, only in his 50s. As you probably know, Brian Duncan was a member of the Sweet Comfort Band with uh, Rick Thompson and Kevin Thompson and Randy Thomas. 
Well, after the funeral, I had Brian and Rick Thompson over to the house, and we, we talked about Kevin. We talked a couple of times to Mark Miller, who has a ministry of rescuing kids who have been kidnapped and taken out of the country. One of the episodes was 156. I don't remember what the other one was. Talked to John Sullivan, who was the producer of the movie Expelled with Ben Stein. That was the movie that talked about how there is a real move in academia to move away from intelligent design and look down on those who believe in intelligent design. Great movie, and it was a good interview. That was episode number 176. Mark Lowry. We talked to Mark Lowry at episode 102. Mark is the guy who was also with the uh, Gaither Vocal Band at one point, but he's a very funny guy, and he's written many, many songs, including the song, Mary Did You Know, one of my favorite Christian songs. And uh, that was a really good show. I enjoyed that one a lot. Talked to Bob Smiley early on, episode number 50. Bob is a Christian comedian. That was a fun, funny show. And, oh my goodness, uh, early on in 2005, as summer of 2005, we were a part of the Harvest Crusade podcast. Um, Harvest Ministries with Greg Laurie called Craig Patchett, who was the founder of the Godcast Network, of which I used to be a part, and asked us to do the podcast for the um, Harvest Crusades that year at Angel Stadium here in Southern California. And so um, Craig and I did, uh, we, we, I think, as I remember, we alternated doing episodes. I don't remember exactly how we did that, come to think of it, but you can find all of these. Uh, you can search either, if you're looking for the Harvest uh, Ministries, you can see down in the archives, there's a category for that. And then you can just click on interviews if you want to listen to any one of these interviews that are still online. Uh, last night, I was up till late hours um, restoring a lot of these uh, different files and links, because as I was moving the website from web host to web host over the years, a lot of the links got broken. And so I had to go in there and repair them all. Uh, well, I repaired the ones for the interviews, but oh, there's still so many that are still broken. And over the next few months, I'm going to be fixing all those links. And you can listen to all the old shows if you'd like to do that. Wasn't, uh, oh, probably a couple of weeks ago, I Facebooked and tweeted. And also on Google Plus, I mentioned that I was going to be doing this show today. And I asked people for some recommendations. And one of the recommendations I got was from Joanne Collins, who just happens to be my mother-in-law. <laughs> she said, I'd like to hear the, um, the interview with George Beverly Shea again. That was such a special, special interview for me. At the time, Bev was in his 80s. He's since passed away. He passed away um, just uh, several months ago. He was uh, 100 or so years old. I don't remember. I mean, he, so it was, he was in his 90s when I interviewed him. I thought about putting some excerpts of the interviews into this show today, but I, didn't, I don't want to make this show too awful long. You can go back to the website at LifeSpray Media and find any of these by searching for the person or just you know, clicking on interviews that's in the archive area and find any of these. I interviewed Adam Curry at the very first, um, if I think it was the first, yeah, it had to have been the first uh, podcast expo that was held in Ontario, uh, California. This is when Adam was getting together uh, his uh, network pod show. Turns out that I signed up with a pod show network. Uh, I was asked by somebody uh, to talk about this a little bit, and so I will. And so at the interview, he mentioned that he was going to be inviting some people into the network, and I was one of the very first professional podcasters. I was with them for, I don't know, a year, two, three years. I guess it was almost three years that I was a part of that network. Uh, some things worked very well. 
Some did not. Uh, some of the advertisers that the Pod Show Network put on the show were just really inappropriate to be on a Christian show. Uh, one of the biggest sponsors of the show and of the network at the time was a, a web hosting service that I'm not even going to name here. But uh, at one point, I, I just said, I, I can't do this anymore. And I told Pod Show, they're off the show. I don't want them on the show anymore. I, w- I was making, well, a few thousand dollars a month from the relationship with Pod Show at the time, but uh, that pretty much dried up at that point. But that's okay. It was. It's more important to me to maintain some uh, uh, integrity and some class, and this particular uh, advertiser had none of that. So anyway, uh, when the contract was up, and it was a three-year contract, as I remember, with Pod Show, when the Pod or when the contract was up, we parted ways. Podshow is no longer around, by the way. That uh, network, it renamed itself to Mevio, and I think Mevio might still be around, but there's no podcasts there, no audio podcasts at least. I haven't been to that website in, in years. But uh, Adam still does a show with a guy by the name of John C. Dvorak uh, called the No Agenda Show. Uh, it's, it's really... Uh, <laughs> Surprisingly, it's a podcast that uh, is worth listening to, I think. Um, I don't want to get political here, but it's a somewhat political podcast. Uh, Adam has cleaned up his act a little bit. He used to smoke pot daily. He no no longer smokes pot. Uh, His mouth is still somewhat foul, which uh, takes away from the enjoyment a little bit. But uh, it's worth listening to. So if you're looking for a new podcast to listen to, it's called The No Agenda Show. And I've been a... Uh, John C. Dvorak fan for many, many years. He's a, uh, not a Christian by any means, but he's a, a computer journalist. He used to write for PC Magazine and several of them, and I used to read his column all the time. So there's that. Now, let's see, what else uh, can we talk about here? Just kind of catching up. When I started the show, I was 50 years old. I have three sons, and uh, let's see, one of them uh, at the time was, let me see, if I was 50... Uh, 2004, so he was 22 years old. And then my middle son, Stephen, was therefore, I think he was 12. And Timothy, my youngest, was 10 years old. Now they're 10 years older, of course. And uh, Matthew has gotten married and has given me two grandchildren, two beautiful granddaughters. Stephen, who, if you've been listening to the show for a while, know that uh, was very, very sick uh, a little over a year ago. We almost lost him. He was... uh, uh, sick for six months or more. And uh, long story there, I won't recount it here. All I'll say is God is good and we praise him for the fact that uh, Stephen's health is all the way back now. And he got married in um, end of August. No kids yet, <laughs> but uh, we love his wife. Although they did just adopt a dog. They have a two-year-old Great Dane, which is a great dog. Uh, great Dane, right, right. 106 pounds, I think. Beautiful dog, well-behaved from what I've seen. I just met her, the dog, uh, last uh, last week. And then Timothy is still living at home, you know, trying to figure things out, which is okay, I guess. <laughs> but uh, things are a lot different around here. Back uh, when I started the show, I was doing a light, uh, windshield repair uh, for a living, doing that full-time. Now windshield repair is part-time, and professional voiceovers is my full-time gig. I'm always looking for jobs in the voiceover business. I do some work for the church. I'm the tech guy at church. Leanne used to work with me full-time in the windshield repair business. Of course, back then when the show started, she was a uh, really a, a stay-at-home homeschooling mom. 
when they got out of homeschool. We uh, started them into full-time public school when uh, Timothy went into junior high school. When that happened, she went to work for me uh, full-time in the windshield repair business. But then in 2008, when the economy collapsed, um, the business collapsed pretty much, and she um, had to go out and find some of the jobs. And now she's working down in Murrieta at a Volkswagen dealership in the internet sales department, doing very, very well. So life is completely different than it was 10 years ago. And I'm sure that that can probably be said for most of you listening. Whether you were listening to us back then or not, you were somewhere and you were probably in a very different spot than you are now. But that's life, isn't it? And that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about was, my goodness gracious, we never know what God is going to do with us, do we? We never know where we're going to be. We don't know what God is preparing us for when we're in the midst of trials, when we're in the midst of great victories. We don't know what God is preparing us for, but all we do know is that God is faithful and God has his perfect plan for us. God has our best in mind for us. God wants only good things for us. God loves each one of us. There's nothing that I can do to make God love me more. And there's nothing that I can do to make God love me less. God gave his only son that I might be able to have fellowship with him. And the cleansing nature of the blood of Jesus Christ makes me stand before God the Father completely clean. He sees me in the completed work of the sacrifice of Christ. And he sees you in the same way if you have made Jesus Christ a part of your life. And that's one of the things I've often talked about on this show and will continue to talk about on this show. And yes, there will be more shows and we'll talk about that later. I recently saw on ChristianityToday.com an article, and the title of the article is New Poll Finds Evangelicals' Favorite Heresies. And one of the things that has been important to me is talking about the foundational truths of the faith. Whether you're Pentecostal or Baptist or Presbyterian or whatever flavor of Christian you are or even more important than that, whoever you are, if you, even if you're not a believer, I want to talk about what we as believers hold to be true. And the reason I talk about this is because I want you to know God. I want you to have a relationship with God. Having a relationship with Jesus Christ is the most important thing that anybody can do in life. It's more important than money. It's more important than houses. It's more important than cars. It's more important than kids or, or, or anything. Because without that, you have nothing. So I talk about the foundational truths. And this article at uh, Christianity Today just was really um, surprising to me. The article is about a survey that was released by Lifeway Research. And I don't recall how many people they talked to, but it was surprising some of the beliefs that were revealed. What was very surprising is that many evangelicals do not have orthodox views about either God or humans, especially on questions of salvation and the Holy Spirit. They did score high evangelicals on several points. Nearly all believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and that salvation is found only through Jesus. A strong majority said that God is sovereign over all people and that the Bible is the word of God. But in some cases, the problem seems to be uncertainty rather than heresy. 
For example, only 6% of evangelicals think that the Book of Mormon is a revelation from God, but an additional 18% aren't sure and think it might be. I'm here to tell you, my friend, that the Book of Mormon is not a revelation from God. I did a lot of research on the Mormons back uh, many, many years ago, and uh, the Book of Mormon is not from God. Let's just leave it at that for right now, because this is not a show about Mormonism. Um, Almost all evangelicals say that they believe in the Trinity, 96%, and that Jesus is fully human and fully divine, but almost 25% said that God the Father is more divine than Jesus, and 9% weren't sure. Further, 16% say that Jesus was the first creature created by God, while 11% were unsure. One of the most important teachings in Christianity is the Trinity, the triune nature of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They're all three co-equal. They're different. They're distinct personalities, but they're all part of the Godhead. They're all God. There is one God, but this one God has three essential parts, God the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. They're all God. They're all 100% God. They're not 33 and a third percent God. They're all 100% God. It's important to know that. And the Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God, and the Word was Jesus Christ. God was there in the beginning. Jesus Christ was there in the beginning. The Holy Spirit was there in the beginning. Important to know that. Another one was uh, in this uh, study, is the Holy Spirit. More than half of the respondents to this survey said that the Holy Spirit is a force, not a personal being. 7% weren't sure, while only 42% affirmed that the Spirit is a person. 9% said that the Holy Spirit is less divine than God the Father and Jesus. The same percentage was not sure. Again, the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is not a force. The Holy Spirit is not a thing. The Holy Spirit is a person. God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit. Important to know this stuff. By the way, I will put a link to this article in the show notes. Another one of the topics was uh, salvation. Who makes the first move? Is, Is it us that move first to God, or is it God who moves first to us? Well, let's see what the Council of Orange in the year 529 said. If anyone says that God has mercy upon us when, apart from his grace, we believe, will, desire, strive, labor, pray, watch, study, seek, ask, or knock, but does not confess that it is by the infusion and inspiration of the Holy Spirit within us that we have the faith, the will, or the strength to do all these things as we ought, Or if anyone makes the assistance of grace depend on the humility or obedience of man and does not agree that it is a gift of grace itself that we are obedient and humble, he contradicts the apostle who says, What have you that you did not receive? In 1 Corinthians 4, 7 and, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. 1 Corinthians 15, 10 Friends, God first moved towards us. God makes the first move. The faith that we have is given to us by God. It's not something that we're good enough to finally uh, get enough faith to believe. It's not something that we gain enough information to believe. The faith we have is put into our hearts by God himself. Important to know this stuff. So this is an important article. It's, It's important to understand where people's heads are at. It's important to understand what people are thinking. And it's important to understand so that we as believers 
can address the issues of faith. You know, in this day and age right now, we're living in times where people are falling away from the faith in droves. Part of it is because of the culture around us is making it more acceptable to look down upon Christians, look down upon faith. It seems like right now Christians are the only ones that it's okay to denigrate. You can't talk bad about, you know, races because that's racism. You can't talk bad about homosexuals because then you're homophobic. Uh, You can't talk about uh, the Muslims because then you're Islamophobic. And let me tell you that that is one of the biggest problems in the world today, the growth of Islam. I'm sorry, but that is not the religion of peace. It's become more difficult to openly discuss matters of faith. And many believers today don't read the Word, don't read the Bible as much as they should. They don't know what's in there. That's one of the reasons why I narrated the Bible two and a half times in my life. I did the LifeSpring Family Bible for many years on the LifeSpring Media uh, Network, and uh, I'll announce it here. I'm going to start that back up again. I'll be reposting those shows because the Word of God, hearing what is in the, the Bible, to hear the words themselves, to make them a part of your life is one of the most important things you can do to understand accurately what God is trying to tell us or what God tried to tell us through the Bible. That's how you know what's right. That's what. That's how you can know what's heresy and what's not. I just recently heard about a preacher that, that died in a uh, airplane crash just a day or two ago. His, uh, I, I guess he's very popular in the circles uh, that Benny Hinn and some of those faith teachers go around in. But I guess one of his uh, teachings, this fellow, uh, I can't recall his name right now, was that uh, Jesus was not the gospel, that he was not the good news, that he didn't uh, spend any time preaching about having to believe him, but that he spent all of his time preaching about the kingdom. And therefore, the important message in the Bible is not how to become saved, but it's about the kingdom. Well, that's putting the cart before the horse. That's putting things backwards. The entire reason that the Bible is is in our possession, is so that we can understand how we can have fellowship and relationship with God. The only way to do that is through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. That's pretty clear. And when Nicodemus came to Jesus and said, how can I be saved? Jesus said, you must be born again. That's accepting Jesus into your heart. That's making him your Savior. That's uh, it admitting that you need him. That's admitting that you have fallen short. And so the only way you come to understand these things in a real way is to make God's word a part of who you are. Uh, One of the suggestions for topics, uh, let me go back to my notes here, comes from a friend of mine. Her name is Christy. And uh, one of her friends said, how about the importance of applying his word into our lives so that we can really make a difference in this world, in our community, and within our family? My friend, if, if we don't make God's word a part of who we are, if we don't make a difference, if we don't apply the word into our lives, then we are not going to make a difference. If we don't apply the word of God to our lives, it doesn't matter how often you go to church. It doesn't even matter how often you read the Bible if you don't make it a part of your lives. If you don't make God a part of who you are, if you don't use the Bible and if you don't look to God and if you don't um, 
ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten you on the the adjustments that you need to make in your life and actually live what the Word says, you're a hypocrite. Now, we all have hypocrisy within us. None of us are perfect. Paul said, all have fallen short of the glory of God. Um, We all need forgiveness, and none of us live perfectly. Paul also said that if we say we have no sin, the truth is not in us. But as we live our lives from day to day, we need to keep our mind focused on how can I best live the things that God is trying to teach me. By doing that, we will make a difference in this world, in our community, and within our family. Great way to do that is to read the Bible on a daily basis. Raise your hand, you do that. Very few people are raising their hands. I don't even do it every day, but many do. And again, that's why I did the uh, LifeSpring Family Bible podcast and why I'm going to be starting it up again, because I believe in the core of my being that God's Word should be central to our lives. And by the way, let me talk about that a little bit, too. You know, I'm kind of all over the place here. I feel like I've just got a diary of the mouth. It's been so long since I've done a show for you, and there's so much that I have to say. But let me talk a little bit about where I've been, why it's taken me so long to get back to doing a show for you. When the economy collapsed in 2008, that put a, a big financial hurt on my family. And the time that I used to spend putting the shows together, um, I used to be able to support with my business, my windshield repair business. Well, uh, when the uh, economy collapsed, we lost 90% of our business. Also, if you if you were around, you remember that I went through a really difficult time uh, when um, my dad passed away and some of the uh, family issues that took place there. My mom with Alzheimer's and my sister doing some things. And it was, I'm not going to rehash it here, but it was a very, very, very difficult time emotionally for me. Um, then when Stephen got sick, there was that. I mean, uh, there was a point I remember saying on this show and to other people in my life that my faith in God is so strong that there's nothing that can happen that will cause my faith to be shaken. There is nothing that you could do to me that would cause me to turn my back on God. And I believe to the bottom of my heart that the enemy, I, I never call him by name, but the enemy, Satan, the enemy heard me say that. And I believe that God allowed Satan to attack me in a similar way to how God allowed Satan to attack Job. Those are strong words, I know, but uh, if you live my life and you see the things that happened to us in the last several years, you would say, yeah, I, I, can, I can see that, Steve. It was very difficult. I, I, was, I went through some depression for a long time because of the situation with my family and, you know, the economy falling apart, we almost lost the house. I mean, we were within a hair's breadth of losing the house. And that was a battle for uh, two, three years to try to keep the house. And uh, thank God we're still here. And thank God that things are getting better um, financially. We're nowhere near to where we used to be, but at least uh, we're able to pay some bills now. 
if it wasn't for the the help of uh, my my church family, if it wasn't for the help of my my family, um, well, specifically my mother-in-law, uh, we would we would have been out on the streets for sure. Um, but anyway, without all the the uh, the gory details. Um, Life got very, very, very difficult, and I'm here to tell you that though it was difficult, I never questioned God, and I never thought that, you know, God had forgotten me or us. I never came to the point where I shook my fist at God and said, I'm through with you. Um, God is faithful, and because of God's faithfulness, I was able to remain faithful, and today, my strength, my my the strength of my faith is stronger than it was before. But um, you know what? I, I at the same time as I say that, I think to myself, you know, some people are probably thinking that that's kind of an arrogant thing to say, that you know, all these things conspired and all these things happened, and what makes you think you're smart enough or important enough? Uh, to um, warrant God's attention or Satan's attention that way. Well, let me tell you, every one of us is that important. The Bible tells us that God knows the number of hairs on your head. God knows every detail about you. He cares that much about you and about me. And I feel bad sometimes about you know, going away and not um, being able to produce this show as consistently as I once did. But God took me through those times to be able to come out on the other end and say to you, God is faithful. God is good. God is worth praising. He is worthy of our worship, our adoration, and our praise. And God is good. So anyway, what's ahead? Well, at one point, I was uh, producing, I don't know, seven or eight shows on the LifeSpring Media family, and I don't foresee that ever happening again because I just don't have that kind of time anymore. But I do want to get back to doing the LifeSpring show, but I think it's probably going to morph into the show that I started, I, I did one or two episodes of um, last year sometime, called This Life of Faith. We might, um, I don't know if I'm going to keep the name LifeSpring or if I'll just make it This Life of Faith. I, I do have the feed on the, uh, on the LifeSpringMedia.com website for This Life of Faith. Um, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to do that, but there's going to be that, and there's going to be the um, LifeSpring Family Bible, because I believe the Bible is that important. And um, that's what we're going to be doing for the foreseeable future. Uh, at this point, I don't know that it's going to be a weekly show. It may be bi-weekly. It may be monthly. But stay subscribed. And if you are not subscribed to the show, go ahead and do that. You can do that. In iTunes, you can do that on Stitcher, you can do that at TuneIn Radio. There's a lot of different places you can do it, as far as I know. One of the great things about podcasting is it's now easier to be a listener. Uh, you can listen in your car, uh, you can listen on your computer, you can listen on your tablet, on your phone, so many different places now. And uh, so, you know, they say podcasting is having a resurgence. We'll see. 
But I know that I'm here. God called me to do this. God called me to proclaim his name, and that's what I'm doing. I would like to hear from you. I want to know what you want to hear on the show. I'd like it if you would uh, let me know your ideas on topics. I'd like to know from you whether you'd like to hear music on the show. You know, that was one thing that was an important part of the Lightspring show was I would play two to three tracks on every show. Podsafe music, we used to call it. I don't know if, it, if we still call it that or not, but music that is not controlled by the music business in terms of uh, copyright protection, the RIAA. Do you want to hear music on the show? Do you have time for music? Uh, is that important to you? I'd like you to share this show with your friends. Let them know that uh, Steve is back, that the LifeSpring podcast is back, and that uh, we'll be creating all new content on a regular basis for the foreseeable future. In November 2004, when this show started, we were cutting edge. We were bleeding edge. Nobody had ever done this before. Now, oh my goodness, there's uh, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of podcasts listed at um, iTunes. Um, I don't know how many of them are uh, Christian shows, but there's a bunch of them. And it's humbling to me that God called me to be the first one. And I'm still humbled that anybody would listen. And who knows, maybe nobody will listen to this, this episode. I, I have no idea. But I do know that until God releases me and tells me, Steve, you're done, um, I'm going to keep at this. God sees us as completed works. God is, is not a God of time. God is outside of time. He looks at human history as uh, already completed as happening now, as um, something that is not subject to time. So those couple of years that I took off from promoting or from producing any of the LifeSpring shows really has nothing to do with God's plan. He knew that this was going to be a part of the LifeSpring experience. I'm glad that I didn't know in advance what was coming down the pike for me, but I do know that he hasn't told me that I was done. So LifeSpring, the beginning was cutting edge. I don't know what to do to make it cutting edge at this point, but I do know that I want to make this a show that matters to you. I want to make this a show that lifts you up, that builds you up, that encourages you. I want to make this a show that encourages people to want to know God better. It would be great if non-believers would listen to this show and say, that's something that I want to know more about. At one point, I made kind of a transition in the LifeSpring show from talking mainly to seekers to talking mainly to believers because that was who was listening, was mainly believers. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be a mix of that as we, you know, go traipsing down the LifeSpring trail in the future. But I always do want to make it something that matters. And so let me know. Uh, you can write to me at steve at lifespringmedia.com. And I will respond. And you know what? Uh, let the rest of the world know that we're back. It would be so great if you would go over to iTunes and do a review, an honest review for this show. Let iTunes know that we're back. Let iTunes know that uh, LifeSpring is not a show that has uh, gone by the wayside and pod faded forever. You know, I can't tell you how encouraging it is to me to read a positive review, or any reviews, but especially positive reviews at the iTunes store. 
And I just checked, and, you know, it's been a while since I released any new LifeSpring Family Audio Bible shows. And in August of this year, August 26, 2014, Jethro Bodine, 2525, wrote, Can't wait for the next round of audio recordings and commentary. My goodness, I can't tell you how excited I am that somebody wrote that. There aren't very many reviews up there, and... Um, It just does encourage me so much. So if you'll do that, if you'll go to the iTunes store and write an honest review, I would so much appreciate it. If you go to lifespringmedia.com slash love, I'll have links there so that you can write a review for the Lifespring shows. I want to make it as easy for you as possible. And so please do that. That will help me and it'll help the world to know that Lifespring is back. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of the 10-year anniversary show. Please be sure to come back and listen again. The next show will be shorter. Won't have all the catching up to do that we did on this show. And we will have fun. You'll be encouraged. You'll be enlightened. You'll be challenged. And you'll be glad that you came back. But for now, I'll just say, until next time, may God bless you richly. I'm Steve Webb.